You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 305 of Podcateers. This week, we kind of mini armchair Imagineer Disney Plus as we talk about some of the things that we recommend, some of the features we'd like to see, and concepts for new content. We also talk about how quickly we were disappointed over something that we've been looking forward to for months and more. If there's any ideas you'd like to share with us or jump in with any comments, you can join the conversation on any of our social networks by searching for Podcateers. You'll find us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also leave a comment at podcateers.com slash 305. Now, before we get things started, we'd like to thank FreshBooks for their support in sponsoring this episode. FreshBooks is the easy-to-use invoicing software designed to help freelancers and small business owners just like us get organized, save time invoicing, and get paid faster. To try FreshBooks free for 30 days, head over to gofreshbooks.com podcateers, and if they ask, hey, how did you hear about us? Make sure to say podcateers. And of course, we can't kick off this episode without sending a huge thank you to the FGP Squad, aka our podcast, Fairy Godparents. If you're not familiar with the FGP Squad, they're an awesome group of listeners that help us out with a monthly contribution via Patreon. And it's that support that helped make these episodes of Podcateers possible. For more info on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, head over to podcateers.com FGP. And of course, we'd like to say thank you to all of the members of the FGP Squad for their continued support. So let's get this episode started. Please continue to do your best to stay safe. Let's continue to social distance. Let's flatten that curve as much as possible. Here is episode 305 of Podcateers. end up catching the sing-along disney thing that they did sure did no parts of it now did you watch it on hulu or something after because it was broadcast on regular tv Mm -hmm. i don't have bunny ears or anything for our television so we weren't able to watch it yeah and i didn't realize that well we do have sling Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. we don't have the local channels so we kind of missed out on this sing-along thing that they were doing. Mm-hmm. How was it? Uh, well, it is on Hulu now, right? I think it is. And you can watch it on Hulu. Oh, I haven't had a chance to see it. Yeah. I mean, I was scrolling through Hulu either today or yesterday, and I saw it on there. So it's there. Uh, so if you want to watch it, you can. Um, we watched it live because we do have bunny ears that we plug in when we need them. And, I mean, it was it was interesting. It was fun to see a bunch of celebrities in their living rooms try and do music videos and see who's got tech in home and who doesn't because <laughs> some of them had like full-on production value because they've got like home studios and home filmmaking like if hazen wanted to make a video at his house it would be like ridiculous right but if i wanted to do a video at my house i, I beg be, to differ but thanks i am out of this you, whatever. conversation you've got green screen and cameras and you've got after effects and you got all that stuff i, I would just be filming with a shaky iphone and then that's it no edit no nothing so it was funny to see some some people doing it some ways and some people doing it the other way um i mean it was it was interesting it was it was a lot of fun to see all those people it was cool to see the big high school musical reunion of the original cast and the show the series on disney plus cast all get together to sing that was kind of cool yeah it was really cool to see all of them 
Donny Osmond was there, which was really cool. Um, he what? sounded great. Yeah, he was awesome. Um, was he a little bit country that time, or was he a little bit rock and roll? He was a little uh, Chinese warrior on that one uh, because <laughs> he just sang his song from Mulan. Uh, but no, he was good. He brought all of his many, many, many kids on to sing with him, and uh, it was really cute. And yeah, I think my favorite performance though was the very final performance, which was a duet between Michael Bublé and my girl Demi Lovato. Nice. Um, it's pronounced bubbly. Uh, bubbly. And uh, <laughs> they did a dream is a wish your heart makes to end the show, and oh Aww. yeah, they brought it home. Aww. It was beautiful. So yeah, it was it was cool. It was fun. Not everybody brought their A game, I didn't think, but <laughs> the ones that did really nailed it. That's cool. <laughs> Yeah, it sounds like it was pretty fun. Uh, it looks like there was a lot of people that were tuning into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I wanted to do it live so that we could kind of like tweet it out live. And I realized way too late that we didn't have bunny ears or anything. Uh. And I did try to jam a paper clip into there and it <laughs> uh, didn't function very well. Because I, I mean, yeah, that's look. hilarious. Uh, if anything, try a paperclip. Try some aluminum foil. Yep. If it works for the conspiracy theorists, why can't it get me Channel 7 here? I agree. Mm-hmm. All right. See, the only frustrating thing for me is, you know, and it's a lesson I've learned since moving to the West Coast, but a lot of times when they have a nationwide live event, you know, they'll delay it on the West Coast because mm-hmm. if it's like 8 o'clock in the East Coast, it's 5 o'clock here, and a lot of people are still mm-hmm. commuting home from work and whatever. Well, this time around, like nobody's at work. Like, I feel like they shouldn't have done that because it was like I was seeing all kinds of posts and, you know, spoilers beforehand. And that was kind of lame. Well, I mean, there are some people that are still working. Look, I'm still working. I work. I work. I fortunately have an earlier schedule. I work seven to four. But, you know, even if it was seven to five or eight to five, like, I I mean, I don't know. I just I, I, I think it was disappointing that they delayed it so long here yeah what you're saying makes total sense yeah considering that everybody's home right now or the vast majority of people are home i could see them working something out where it's simulcast on both coasts Mm -hmm. and you know they're maybe they could have found like a sweet spot right maybe like i don't know 5 p.m. here, 8 p.m. East Coast or something where it's just at that cusp of, you know, people are can can tune in as they're kind of wrapping up work from home. And, you know, I don't know, maybe for the next one, they'll do it. But Mm -hmm. it seems like it was fairly popular and it seems like it did gain a lot of traction. And I feel like this is the type of thing that Disney is going to want to do over the course of the next few weeks slash months as we're kind of going through this, because there's a crazy surge of online content right now from like Mm -hmm. everybody you know the ability to stream live on facebook instagram uh, youtube and then connect it up to a charity i think is something that or even twitch right i think twitch has the most potential especially for the streamers that tend to do this on a daily weekly or however long basis Mm -hmm. it's kind of where fundraising is right now You know, it's in this weird virtual spot where if we can't go anywhere, if we can't have these big events, then let's hold these virtual big events. And that's what we've seen this last week. And it looks like they've all been fairly successful. Yeah, I Mm -hmm. agree. It's it's uh, 
it's one of the interesting like side effect benefits of this whole situation we're in um, is the virtualization of so many things, you know, because a lot of commerce is still happening and a lot of aid is still flowing in various directions because of that. You know, in, in times past before the Internet, before video conferencing and live streaming and all of this, a lot of that would be very difficult, you know, and so it's it's we're able to communicate more. And, you know, I thought it was very apropos that you quoted It's a Small World at the end of the last episode, uh, because, you know, the world is so small when when we're all connected the way we are. You know, even though we're isolated, we're, you know, we all are hanging out with each other on Google Hangouts or we're on Zoom tonight. And, (laughs) you know, people are doing all the, the apps where you just send videos back and forth to chat and hang out and you can hang out on Instagram live and I mean, we can still be social, you know, and, and we wouldn't be yeah. able to, in you know, a decade ago, we wouldn't be able to. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, I guess we have a lot more of that to look forward to. Uh, obviously, you know, like you said, commerce is still happening, but there's a lot of adjustments that a lot of companies are having to make later on in the episode, we're going to be talking about Disney plus and, you know, films and movies and everything. But I do have a little bit of a complaint. We It's not as much of a complaint as much more of a tear rolling down my face, Aww. by the way. <laughs> uh, so first of all, I want to say thank you to everybody that sent messages uh, thanking me for the virtual backgrounds that we just released over on podcasters.com. I'm very happy to do it. I know I've been using them for my meetings for work and stuff. As a matter of fact, we're using them now as we're recording this episode so we can talk to each other. And uh, yeah, I'm probably going to be releasing more. There was a set of four images that were exclusive to the FGP squad. So if you wanted to take a quick look, you can see which ones those were if you head over to podcasters.com. But one of them was the Court of Angels. One of them was the Matterhorn. Uh, One of them... What was the other two? Uh, Jungle Cruise and the Salon de whatever from the Club 33 right um no no that was the court of angels no there was one then an interior shot of it too wasn't there oh no that was the lamplight lounge oh that was Mm. lamplight oh the lighting it looked like club 33 it was wow no 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 man you should be their their, uh photographer that that looked i didn't look closely enough i guess i was like oh club 33 that's way fancy is, no, that's not the one I saw. Is it? That's it, man. That's, that's the Lamp Light Lounge. Okay. I just switched over to that background. All right. Keep talking. As I'm a matter of fact, <laughs> my paley skin looks much better with this background <laughs> than the one that I was using. So I think I'm going to leave this one on for the rest of the call for us. I hope you guys well, don't mind. I'm just here no, hanging out fine. in front of the castle, having some popcorn <laughs> and watching the people walk by. It's great. If you close your eyes, you can smell the churros. Do you smell them? Do you smell them? Yeah, and I can smell the corn kind dogs of. over the little red wagon. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. oh, oh yeah. you're right. That is freaking Lamplight Lounge. Why did it? Mm-hmm. Man, I didn't I didn't look too closely because I was really just, I'd already set my heart on the castle. And since, you know, Hazen didn't provide me with that Radiator Springs Racers background that I wanted. It's coming. It's coming. <laughs> uh, that's funny, though. I need to find it. It's coming for you, though. Yeah, no. These, it, look, I got to tell you, like, 
you I've said this on the show before. Uh, one of the reasons uh, Hazen and I ever met was because I started following him based on his photography many moons ago. And I'm so happy to see you reposting more of your photography right now because right? It, your photography more than almost any other Disneyland photographer really makes me feel the park. And oh, thanks, dude, it's man. yeah, it's been great to see that. Um, I've loved all the creativity I've seen over the last few weeks because you know a lot of artists are just at home creating right now, and mm-hmm. um, I really appreciate you posting a lot of those uh, pictures because you do. There's something about the way you capture the park which, uh, like, I get, and so I, you know, that's why we're Agreed. pals because we speak the I same visual that. language, and I and I love it. Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, I appreciate all the stuff that you guys have been doing because even though my drawing skills are (laughs) 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 they are severely lacking after years of not flexing that muscle. But all those exercises, I mean, Jared's been just tossing out all these daily challenges and everything. Whenever it's good... I try to post it on my Instagram stories. <laughs> and as you can tell by the lack of posts, they don't always look that great. But uh, I think the more that I do it, the better I'm going to get. And, you know, practice makes better. Right? <laughs> yes. Eventually. Yes, indeed. Yes, That's indeed. kind of where I am right now. Uh, but yeah, the virtual backgrounds are available over on podcasters.com if you guys want to take a look at them. They're available for free. I download or I uploaded two versions of the photos that are, that are available for free. There's one that's just sharp so that you can see everything in the background and one that's slightly blurred so that it kind of separates you from the background. If you don't have a green screen, don't worry. I've used them without a green screen and they work fantastic. At this moment, I am using a green screen because I'm testing out some lighting situations in here since I'm in a very tiny space. Uh, it seems to be working okay. Yeah. But if you don't have it, uh, I, it's going gonna, it's gonna to work fine. You know, it works even in the mobile version of Zoom. It also works in Microsoft Teams. It doesn't work with Skype. It doesn't work with Google Hangouts yet. Uh, I think that option's coming up. But quite honestly, uh, aside from a couple of limitations that we found with Zoom, man, I'm digging this software. I mm-hmm. am too. It's so much clearer. It yeah. sounds so much better. Yeah, I'm digging it. I agree. And we're both so. on PCs and phone. So this has been working out. Yeah. Yeah. Mac, phone, PC, everything. Yeah, is, we got all three going right now. One. Yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. Pretty yeah. great. It's pretty great. It, it's really astonishing to me that Hangouts doesn't have this ability. Like, Google is supposed to be, like, the forefront of technology on, like, every level. You know, Google tends to start a lot of projects, and once they kind of get it functioning, they move on to something else, or they take that technology and they build something else with it. Mm. And Hangouts... Mm kind of spawned from Google Plus, if you remember that social network. Mm-mm. Google Plus was supposed to be Google's oh, answer to Facebook. I remember that. Yeah. And it was very short-lived. It was kind of crappy. Hangouts was kind of part of Google Chat. It was kind of part of Google Voice, and it was kind of its own suite. Mm-hmm. And then now they've decided that they're going to call it Google Google Chat. 
or Google Meet. It's not. It's, I think it's Google, Google Meet. Meet. That's what it's going to yeah. be. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be Google Meet, and they're going to be adding more functionality that's available with some some of these other companies because it's what people are looking for. Mm-hmm. So this piece yeah. of technology that they had that was almost obsolete for them all of a sudden has this resurgence that they're thinking, okay, we can make a dent in this area again. So now they're concentrating on kind of making that better. But in general, outside, like I said, outside of the limitation of how long you can be on Zoom, I'm I'm kind of digging it. Mm-hmm. I, I like it. I like that you can lock it down. I like that you can invite up to like 100 people or something like that. I forgot what the limit is. But... This is definitely a technology that I've been looking into uh, to have, like, meetups with the FGP squad, right? Because that's been the hardest part for us to kind of figure out how to meet because Mm -hmm. we've done, like, YouTube Live and we've done a couple of live streams and stuff. But the challenge was always that if we were doing something, like, the last time I tried to play a video game. And I was yeah. trying to, like, I, I plugged everything in. I got it working. And I was trying to play, like, simulcast while I was reading. And when we tested, there was only, like, five people in the chat room. And that was hard enough for me to keep up with. Like, I kept mo- looking away. And I didn't know if I should read, if I should play, if I should read, if I should play. So when we talked that over, I figured, okay, well, maybe if, like, I'm on the phone with one of you, right? Like, I'll be on the mm-hmm. phone with either Gavin or Melissa, and then they can be reading the stuff in the chat room yeah. so that I could play the game, and you guys can just read the questions off, and then I can provide answers. You guys can type them in, or vice versa, depending on if we're doing an activity, like we're live streaming Gavin drawing, for instance, or uh, Mel teaching us how to mold, like, uh, a sculpture of something in the park, or you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, it just... <laughs> Whoever's not on camera basically becomes the person that relays all the messages to the team and types it up. So it's just a matter of finding something that's comfortable. But so far, if we're not doing anything, Zoom seems to be the best option. And and I'm kind of excited about that. So, yeah, I'm thinking that's going to happen sooner than later now. And I'm pretty happy. So um, anyway... The thing I was going to complain about, not having anything to do with this, <laughs> I was going to complain because months ago, we started talking about doing this virtual run for the Haunted Mansion. Yes. And I was super psyched because I was like, oh, man, Haunted Mansion, I don't actually have to get up. I can do this virtual run whenever. <laughs> I think it's a good way to kind of get my toes back into the whole walking and running and all that stuff. And, I mean, let's be honest. I wasn't going to run. I was going to walk. <laughs> but... uh I mean, almost as soon as they announced it, it sold out. Oh, yeah, it sold yeah. out. Yeah, I didn't think like be super a fast. I'm surprised there's a limit. I guess because I'm they surprised don't feel like there was a limit. Manufacture more metals in time because of the slowdown in all manufacturing Maybe. and shipping. Because they're probably made overseas, right? Maybe, but I'll tell you something. If I did this, and they told me, hey. Look, we ran out of metals, but we owe you one. And if you're willing to wait six months for it, we'll keep a file and mm. we'll send it to you six months from now when we can produce more. I would totally be cool. on board with this yes. because the metal <laughs> looks freaking amazing. It's basically uh-huh. Madame Leota's face hanging on a ribbon. It's pretty awesome. It's <laughs> the closest thing to a statue. <laughs> so how d- how does the virtual run work you have to use no idea step counter of some sort that (laughs) you log with them or i think Uh, so 
I, I want to say it's more of like the honor system, if that oh, makes sense. Oh, so, shoot. I, I ran so. 5K no? yesterday. I don't think so. I think it uses like GPS tracking to figure out if you actually did. Oh, that'd be great because yeah. I didn't know. There's got to be like a run Disney app or something. that. They yeah, log. there's something that's yeah. tied to it so that they can actually verify that you did the steps, that you did the mileage nice. required in order to finish it. It's not an honor system thing. <laughs> and I, if... Anybody that's done one of these virtual <laughs> runs, please let us know in the comments for the Instagram posts, blog posts, or Facebook uh, for this episode because we're curious about how it functions. But I'm pretty sure I read somewhere that there is something tied to it that will okay. keep you honest. Because, I mean, like you said, like uh, like Gavin said right now, it's like, oh, well, yeah, I, I, I ran a whole marathon yesterday, <laughs> and I feel great. <laughs> It's like Barney on How I Met Your Mother, right? It's like, how do you run a marathon? You just start running and don't stop. (laughs) That's it. So, yeah, pretty upset that it was sold out, but it's okay. It's okay. I'm hoping that they'll start another one. I'm hoping that there's going to be another opportunity or maybe that they'll extend the Haunted Mansion one because it's not like we can go anywhere. This is fantastic, right? Mm -hmm. It's the perfect time to, like, if you have a treadmill – uh, there you go. Mm-hmm. Like you can get it done. Yeah, you know it's it's super Just simple. Watch like Virtual the Disney runs. Parks uh, DVD and walk. Yeah, and it's like yeah. you're just doing a yeah. marathon in the park. Download those shows to your phone or something. Mm-hmm. Go prop it up somewhere. Go walk circles in your yard while you're listening to something. Uh, as a matter of fact, time out. So I just got a pop-up from Zoom that says, we've removed the 40-minute time limit on your group meeting. Heck yeah. Love it. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So either this is some kind of promotion that Zoom is running or they're listening to us (laughs) and they said, oh, they don't like the 40-minute time limit, but they're using this to podcast. Let's remove that. So if you guys are listening, way to go, guys. Thank you so much. Uh, No, they're probably – this is what it is. They're probably listening and they thought – Man, this is good content. We don't want this to end. Let's let's <laughs> give them that. more time, man. <laughs> I'm gonna go with that one. <laughs> I'm lining. gonna go with that one. Hashtag ego stroke. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So well, I mean, that threw me off. What were we talking about? <laughs> we were talking about <laughs> it just surprised me. Watch, watch stuff. Watching the show and doing the 5K. Oh yeah. Oh yes. Yeah. Totally watch the show. Yeah, I mean, you can you can download old episodes of Podcateers if you're new to the podcast. You can sign up with our Audible link, audibletrial.com slash podcateers, and listen to something on Audible. Uh, you can download stuff from Disney Plus, and you can watch that, but it will use up your battery much faster. So I'm just saying if you want to listen to old episodes, it's a little bit better on your battery. It'll last longer. But yeah, kind of upset. I'm going to have to learn to deal with it. I might just do it, and I'm, I'm going to have, like, Gavin draw me a medal or something. <laughs> or have Mel model out a Leota for me and just hang it on a ribbon. That would be better. Ooh. Yeah, because yeah. she's got that sculpture going. Definitely. Yeah. Maybe maybe we'll take that approach, Mel. Mm. We'll just Challenge have you make accepted. Medals for us, and we'll just make, <laughs> like, we'll just walk the 5K. We'll do our yeah. own virtual 5K. <laughs> we could do this. Speaking of that uh, Sleeping Beauty brooch that you did, unfreaking believable. Thank 
Thank you. Yeah. So, <laughs> so good. So man. good. Uh, that was one of the most magical things I saw on Instagram in the last week. Really good. Aw, thanks. Totally mm-hmm. dig it. <laughs> okay. Um, so we're going to talk about Disney Plus in just a moment. Uh, but before we do, we're going to jump over to a quick word from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you with support from FreshBooks. You know, many years ago, I started doing some freelance work, taking photos for businesses, realtors, engagement sessions, and family photos. One thing that I always struggled with, though, was finding a good solution for invoicing, and that's where FreshBooks came in. FreshBooks is the easy-to-use invoicing software designed to help freelancers and small business owners get organized, save time invoicing, and get paid faster. They offer super simple solutions that let you create and send professional looking invoices in seconds. On top of that, FreshBooks offers great ways to track time worked, create estimates and quotes. You can run reports to see how you're doing, process payments, and if you ever have any questions, their award-winning support team is there to help. If you're always on the move, don't worry. FreshBooks also has easy to use mobile apps for iOS and Android. Getting started with FreshBooks is extremely simple. You can try it free for 30 days by going to gofreshbooks.com slash You can also find a link in the post for this episode on our website. Also, make sure to enter Podcateers if they ask you how did you hear about us. If you're looking for a way to help your business grow, help you with invoicing and billing, get organized and more, FreshBooks is there to help. So give it a shot and check out some of the great features that FreshBooks has to offer. That link again is gofreshbooks.com slash podcateers. It's time to get back to the show, but we'd like to thank FreshBooks for their support. So we'd like to thank the sponsor of this episode. A big thanks goes out to FreshBooks again for their support in helping make this episode of Podcateers happen. So Disney Plus... Yeah. I think we've all been enjoying a lot of that service lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's there's tons of new stuff. Uh, they just released a couple of, um, not a couple, they released a lot of new content recently. Oh, but yeah. there's obviously some stuff that we would like to recommend that you watch. There's obviously some features that we'd like to see as part of Disney+. Plus. So we're going to get into that shortly. So, I mean, from the point that it started and to the point where it is now, obviously we've seen some stuff being added. Mm-hmm. What's your experience been like now versus when it first kicked off? So, Mel, let's start with you. I'm still using it a lot as I did at the beginning. I like the the way that they're adding everything in that timely manner, which is good. So it's not like I've had to binge through everything. Um, you know me. I'm, I don't have a complaint. I... <laughs> don't the only complaint we're gonna hear is what i would like to see that's it that's pretty Mm -hmm. much it yeah cool and what you would like to see show wise or feature wise both both okay yeah fair enough fair enough gavin what about you yeah i have been really impressed because they are clearly um continually developing disney plus you know both on the feature side and the content side you know a lot of things are you know tied up in licensing and contracts and so as they can they're moving content to disney plus every single Mm -hmm. month and it's getting to the point where it's like there's too much to even discuss as far as just catalog stuff that they're adding i mean i get that email every month and it's just a long list of stuff Mm -hmm. that comes out every week and it's really cool because 
it's um, uh, you can dig for hours and find stuff to watch. You know, if you just go to the search menu and just click on movies, you'll be really surprised at how many movies are out there on Disney Plus. It's really awesome. So there's huge value to it. I also like the way that they've organized a lot of things a little more clearly. Um, you know, I like their categories that you see on the home screen. I like the big main block categories at the top of Disney, Pixar, Star Wars, Marvel, and Nat Geo. I think those are really useful. And I really like when you go to search that if you don't click on anything, you just go to search down below, they have all of the collections. So you'll mm -hmm. see like mm -hmm. the cars collection and you can just click on that and watch all three cars movies, you know, or you can click on the frozen collection and watch those or the star Wars collection and watch those. I love that they've put those all together in little collections. I think that is genius. I really like that. So some of those things, you know, that weren't there on day one, you know, they've started to add and they've started to just really refine it and it's turning into a cool a service that's really different than Netflix or Hulu or Amazon Prime because they have much more ability to curate those groups and collections and categories and, you know, topical stripes that they can build, you know, better than those other categories. And I really like that because I like things to be organized in a thematic and logical way. And so I'm really impressed. And then I think they're adding a lot of great um, original content, which I'm going to definitely be talking about during this episode. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things that you said that kind of echo how I feel about Disney Plus right now. I, I think one of the biggest things is all of those collections that they've added and how they've grouped a lot of it. Uh, even the little bit that they had when they first started off seems to be a lot cleaner now. They seem to um, have added content to it. I think there's still some refinement that they can do to it, but the collections are key. Mm -hmm. And I think we mentioned it very early on, uh, and it's going to be one of the recommendations slash suggestions that I hope to see for Disney Plus later on. So um, let's get into some features. Mm -hmm. So I'll jump in uh, with one of mine. And since we're talking about it, as far as the collections are concerned, uh, I think having the ability to watch the movies in the order that they were released I think would be a really fun way yeah. to watch them because right now they yeah. just kind of throw them all into the collection, like from the vault and you can kind of see all the Disney classics that way. But if, if they, I mean, Disney's familiar with their own eras, right? They mm -hmm. know, you know, what's their golden era, their silver era and, and all the Renaissance and all that. Like if they group those into all of them, one, it would give us a really great opportunity to watch them in the order that they were released. And two, I think we'd have more of a definitive answer about where the Renaissance starts and ends. <laughs> <laughs> According to Disney. That's uh, funny. And I think it would just be yeah. fun, right? Yeah. It, just to go back and kind of see the trends, the animation styles, and then as special features for each one, kind of pull some of the, the Blu-ray special features that we've seen in the past and some of the specials and, you know, have those interviews at the end of the films or at the end of that segment because uh, I think there's a lot that you can learn, especially when you're into drawing and animation. There's a lot that you can learn by clustering them together. So that's one thing that I'd really like to see. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I think that um, would definitely uh, help. 
Um, the, the thing that I don't have a whole lot of feature recommendations because I, I think they're really, um, they've got it pretty well, well nailed down at this point. Uh, the one feature I would like, you know, all of these streaming apps have like, um, like a watch list, you know, like that you can add to like your library, like, okay, these are the things that I'm currently watching or that I want to watch. You know, you, you've got a queue for Netflix and you know, whatever. Uh, I like that. But what I would like is more of like a music style playlist that you could build because a lot of times like I'm in the mood for like Hazen said, like Renaissance or uh, if I've got like my 10 personal favorite Mickey cartoons, I'd love to put those in a playlist that I can just play anytime and it'll play all 10 in a row. You know, I think it'd be really cool to do that. And, you know, if you like to watch Star Wars or Marvel in a certain sequence and you want to line it up the way you want to watch it in the sequence you want, line it up that way and just play it. You know, I think that would be a really cool and unique feature that would set them even further apart from other services. That's a really great recommendation because right now the watch list is pretty limited to just like the tile version of the images of the movies Mm -hmm. when you go to your profile, right? Mm -hmm. Like that's the only way you can – like you can't resort it. You can't anything, right? It's just a tile version of it. Right, correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's a great one. I I would like to see that too. Mm -hmm. What about you, Mel? I'm trying to think. There was an – I can't remember if I've seen this and maybe I'm just blinking on it. But this I thought about was – like, let's say relatable shows underneath what, like, let's say you're watching this particular thing. And if they were to give you, like, let's say shows or like recommendations that you could watch right after that. They do have that. Um, and they're pretty good. I think I may know what you're on to here. Like, um, it would be cool because they'll, they'll, like, let's just say you watch Lion King. And underneath mm-hmm. that, I'll be like recommended titles and it's other animated feature films typically from around that time period, right? But it'd be yes. cool if they did, you know, uh, maybe thematic recommendations or, you know, like here's all of the movies directed by that same director or, you know, here's all of the, you know. Like you would get that sp- that specific style yeah. or that specific thing. Like, let's, like okay, Lion King, perfect. You would have things that have to do with lions or documentaries, something mm-hmm. that ties it in. Yeah, that would be cool because sometimes you watch this movie and you're like, sometimes you want to see something else and it captures you and you just want to do that. So, mm-hmm. or like I you guess watch, that's how you would say it. <laughs> yeah, or you could watch like Little Mermaid and then it'll recommend everything else that Alan Menken did the music for. Mm-hmm. You know, like that. Yeah. That would be really cool. You know, I, I agree. Like having more targeted or themed series of recommendations instead of like, yeah. oh, in general, if you like Little Mermaid, you'll like Beauty and the Beast. Well, no doy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Man, there's a handful of features that I would like to see, and a lot of them tend to lead un- into the social side of things. Mm. Uh, one that doesn't is uh, I wish that it had like a randomizer feature. Uh, I think I mentioned this to you guys before where uh, if at the top, so here, one of the things that I suffer from whenever I use any one of these services, it's, it's not just Disney plus, mm-hmm. but it's with Netflix. It's with Hulu. It's with Amazon prime. 
there's so much to watch that sometimes you just can't make up your damn mind as to what you want to watch. Yes. And more than likely, what ends up happening is we'll flip through the options for 10 or 15 minutes. We can't decide. And then we'll end up on YouTube watching something <laughs> because they're short yeah. videos or we'll go on TikTok and watch <laughs> short like one minute videos because they're just quick. Right. So that's funny. I wish they had a make up my mind for me button. You know, where just at random, it just looks at your history of what you watch mm. and it spits something out that it thinks it it knows you're going to like. And at the end, you can rate it and say, how was this suggestion for you? And you can rate it and it learns from that. And that way, the next time you randomize it, it picks up on what you liked and what you didn't. Or maybe it can ask you a series of questions right at the beginning, mm -hmm. similar to how services figure out what type of clothes or shoes to send you. They ask you, like, do you like this style or do you like this style? They could just cater it to this. Like, do you like animated or live action? Do you like TV shows or do you like movies? Do you like Star Wars? Do you like Marvel? And then you can kind of choose and it begins to build a semi-playlist for you. You hit random and boom, it just shows you something. And that way, you don't have to sit there and parse through things. It just, it, it may know what you want to watch and then boom, you can just sit there and watch it. That would be cool. There is a similar service on Netflix where, well, it used to be. I, I haven't tried it for in years at this point, but uh, it used to be where you would click through and it would ask you about a series of movies and you'd say yes or no. And it, it had this weird, like, hilarious announcer voice that would walk you through it. And then at the end, they're like, we're going to recommend this film. And it was always like a hundred percent miss for me, like <laughs> terrible recommendation. And uh, so I have my doubts about that being uh, a thing, but that kind of artificial intelligence has advanced a lot in the last few years. So I would be very interested in seeing what they could come up with if they rolled that out. I think the more you watch things also, it would be better. And sure. I don't remember that feature in Netflix, was it something you had that to they go you when you first signed up? No, it was something you had to go search for it. Like it was in like one of the menus w with like browse. Maybe it was under browse and then it was like recommend or something like that. And you had to go in mm -hmm. and you it was like you could do it anytime. You could do it, you know, 10 times in a row and it would recommend something different because it's going to ask you about, you know, 10 different films every time and you say yes, no, yes, no or something like that and it you know, predicts. And I think it was also using your, cause I don't know if you still can, but on Amazon, you used to be able to like rate films that you'd seen, um, mm -hmm. you know, with like a five star system or something. And it would use all that data. Like now it's just like a check, like a thumbs up yeah, or thumbs down. Yes. I don't think you can give it right. a star rating anymore. Yeah. So I think it was using all that, but it wasn't in my case, it, it didn't work out very well. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. Again, it was years well, ago that I did it. Yeah. Either way, I, I think Disney Plus would benefit from something like that. I, and like you said, the AI has just advanced so much in the last few years that I think they can pull something like that off really well. Sure. Yeah, I'd like to see it. So, the other thing I like to see is challenges and badges added to Disney Plus. Where if you watch, let's say, an entire series, uh, you earn 
uh, I don't know, let's say they have a Dipper and Mabel badge or a Bill Cipher badge. And if you watch all of Gravity Falls, you get that badge to display as your avatar. It's very similar to the concept that they have on the Tops Collect app mm-hmm. where, you know, how they have those challenges where if you collect a certain series of cards, you get an avatar to go along with it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very similar to that. But I think because of everything that exists, obviously you can't breeze through everything, right? But if you finish a series, if you finish a collection, you get special ones. Uh, I think that would be a really fun interactive way where you can kind of just interact with your friends and show off your badge or show off whatever you, you know, you've earned recently. Mm-hmm. Um, it just gives it an extra element of fun, I think. Uh, the other thing that I feel would be a, a cool addition to it are friend recommendations. What if we could create a playlist that we could share with our friends and say, oh, you haven't seen these movies? Let me create a playlist for you of things that you've never seen that I think you're going to. Or let's say that we're talking about something on the podcast and we want to share a list of TV shows that – uh, really display the point about something that we talked about and really help illustrate, you know, all of that. We could share a playlist on Disney+. Plus. Like, I think having the ability to share that list or share a show and curate it the way that Spotify does, uh, I think would be a super cool addition to Disney+. Plus Because it's especially, you know, we've always talked about how everybody comes into Disney fandom at their own times. Right now, for a lot of us, we grew up with things like the Disney Afternoon watching Tailspin and DuckTales and Mm -hmm. Darkwing Duck, Rescue Rangers. But for anyone in this generation that didn't grow up watching that, if we could suggest that or throw it out there or make it a part of a playlist, like my kids started watching it because I mentioned it and now they can't stop watching Rescue Rangers. (laughs) Nice. I think having the ability to curate a playlist I think would be super fun. Yeah. I like that. Uh, the last thing that I would like to see is you can already create an adult version and a child version of an account. And the child version just kind of locks down the interface so that you don't see as many tiles. It, I think it filters out at PG-13, and it doesn't show you anything that's beyond that. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember what the rating cap is, but it doesn't show you certain things. So, like, my kids wouldn't be able to watch The Mandalorian, for instance. We'd have to watch it together, like, on my account because there's our kids' accounts. Uh, I would like the ability for them to give us the unedited versions of films, especially what they did to Splash this last week, where they added digital hair to Daryl Hannah's behind what (laughs) yeah i didn't know about that yeah so there was uh in the movie splash uh they did exactly that they added additional hair because there was a scene where some parts were exposed and i completely Ah. understand where disney's coming from Ah, Uh, i think in general uh i share the sentiment with a lot of people that i think if you're gonna release splash maybe it's better suited for hulu But if you're going to take that step, uh, why not lock down the unedited version for adults to watch? And just like you've told us with other films, hey, this contains this, this, and this. This film may contain this. And I get the whole idea of keeping Disney Plus as wholesome as possible. But instead of maybe editing it, if you don't want to add the two versions, then just put it on Hulu. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If that's your more adult service, just put it there instead so that's the only other thing i wanted to mention yeah 
I think they're going to be walking that tightrope for a while till they get things figured out. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and and it's fine. You know, you, you learn, and uh, I know that there was quite a bit of backlash online about that. I don't care all that much. You mean backsplash? I mean, backsplash, exactly. <laughs> well done, sir. <laughs> well done. Uh, but overall, like I said, if, if you're going to go through the process of editing it, just don't and just release it on Hulu. Yeah. You know, I think you're better off that way. And I that's think that's a major Plus, edit too. That's not like a grayed out box. That's like oh, adding no. CG that's, effects. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. That's that, crazy. It was quite a bit. Yeah, it was yeah, it was very noticeable. Hmm. But I think another another cool thing about that would be if Disney Plus and Hulu talk to each other, especially mm-hmm. if you had like an adult account where it would show you like here's trending things on Hulu. And then if you had both or if you had like the, you know what I mean? Mm. So if you can't decide, it shows you something that's available on Hulu if you have like an adult account. I wonder if the package deal does any of that. Because we've got them separate. So they're completely separate logins. So ours wouldn't communicate anyway. I don't think they do. I think the package only allows you to get a discount because Mm. you have all three. But... Like you, ours are on separate logins because mm-hmm. we signed up for them at different times. Yeah. But I just think that if it had like one strip, like here's what's trending on Hulu, and then on Hulu they had like here's what's trending on Disney Plus, or here's what you might enjoy on Disney Plus, and they talked back and forth to each other, mm-hmm. I think it would be a good way to just advertise one to the other. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. makes sense. All right, that that's it. I'm sorry. These are okay. just things that I've, I've thought about as I've used the service over the last several months. And uh, I I knew that they were going to be adding features. And I'm so content with a lot of the things that they've done. A lot of the optimizations. The fact that they've... I, I think... Uh, I don't think it's happened yet. But I think they're about to fix the screen ratio on the episodes of The Simpsons. Mm. So that they finally show up properly. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, th- there's a lot of things that they've enhanced and I'm really looking forward to a lot of the new features that are going to be coming to Disney plus soon. Uh, but now I think it's time for us to talk a little bit about some of the things that we recommend watching. Heck yeah. Uh, so yeah. Mel or Gavin, which one of you wants to kick this one off? You want to go ahead, Mel? Sure. All right. So the first show I would really recommend is the world according to Jeff Goldblum. Oh, it's on my list. I, I haven't watched it yet, though. I have been hooked since the first episode, and he is just a f- fresh breath of air. Like, nice. So, so much fun to watch. So, if like you want to chill and watch something and just have a few laughs, but kind of learn something about pop culture, this is it. Nice. So, yeah. Good choice. All right, Gavin. What about you? All right. Well, um, I'm going to get the easy ones out of the way first. Um, If you haven't watched The Mandalorian yet, shame on you. It is (laughs) so good. The production value is off the charts. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't even feel like you have to be that big of a Star Wars person to enjoy it. It's just a really well-made show that feels a little like a Western um it's got a lot of adventure it's got some sci-fi elements and it's got some iconic star wars stuff in it so if you do like star wars there's that uh bonus um i just thought it was a fantastic and entertaining show that was well acted it had good humor lots of cool cameos 
and amazing effects and cinematography. And there's some behind the scenes stuff on it that will blow your mind because they basically filmed almost all of it just in a soundstage with like green screening and like this new technology where they make it seem like this ultra deep shot that they're making that's not at all it's it's really fascinating stuff but uh beautiful show watch it and join the crowd nice that's (laughs) awesome i love it yeah you know this was super difficult for me right no (laughs) yeah yeah so i have three that i kind of narrowed it down to but my original list was like 30 things (laughs) (laughs) um i put them all into excel and I did a little random equation that chose the numbers of the cells that I was going to tell you. <laughs> that, that's wow. how I chose. That's wow. how I chose. Wow. Okay. I couldn't select them myself, but I think they're pretty solid. I I enjoy them a lot, and I don't think you can go wrong with any of them, especially considering that, uh, like I said, for for this particular choice, we have a new version of the series, and. I love the new version of DuckTales. I think they've done a fantastic job of giving it new life, bringing that new style of animation that they've brought to the Mickey shorts. But man, watch the original version of DuckTales. The storytelling in those episodes is so good. Uh, The animation was pretty well done. It was one of my favorite things of the Disney afternoon, uh, coming home, watching that after school. you know, the fact that it's available for us to watch now, definitely one of my favorite things to watch. Nice. Uh, I, I I completely recommend going back and watching the original DuckTales. I think I, I only have a smile ever... on my face. That's awesome. <laughs> I, I think I probably saw clips of it back in the day when my brother was watching it. But I only ever actually watched the movie that they made, the Search for the, the Lost Treasure of the Lost Treasure Lamp. of the Lost Lamp, yeah, yeah, which was pretty good. I, I remember liking that, but that's really all I ever watched of Ducktales. So maybe I need They're to finally really give good. it a chance. They are storytelling wise, I think it was one of the better shows. Like there was just the the characters I think were better developed than some of the other cartoons. Like I enjoyed Darkwing Duck, I enjoyed Tailspin. Uh, like I, I even enjoyed Rescue Rangers more than those two, but of all of them, I think DuckTales just had a storyline that went from the beginning of the show to the very end and carried right into the movie, mm-hmm. and they just did a fantastic job with the whole thing. So I would, yeah, I, I can't stop recommending <laughs> it. Like I just love the original <laughs> DuckTales. Nice. Very cool. All right, back, all right, Mel, back to you. Back to oh, you. my turn. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> um, My second choice is uh one day at disney and Mm -hmm. it's i love i love stories so if you're a fan of the parks and you've always wondered what it's like to spend a day doing something within the company this is it like this kind of gives you a little inside look and i love it like there's there's some things i didn't know that went on and I'm like learning. I, I, I can't stress like how good this is. It's really interesting. It's a fun one. Nice. And you get to look inside Disneyland. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you know, they put out that companion book as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had a chance to leaf through it when I went to like Costco or something like that. I forgot where I saw it, but uh, it was interesting to see 
the stories that people were sharing. Uh, I honestly, I think the book lacked a little bit of content. Like I think they mm-hmm. could have really built the book up compared to the series and they could have really uh, made it more of a one page bio for each one of those cast members. Mm-hmm. But I understand why they did it that way because of the, the content that was part of the episodes. But overall, as far as a companion guide to like what the show represented, I think it was a pretty cool like companion book to it. And the series itself is pretty fun. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I, I would recommend that one too. That's a good choice. All right. My next recommendation I've recommended on the show already before. It's High School the Musical, the Musical, the Series. The Musical. Musical, the musical, the series, the musical, the TV show, the series, musical. Yes, precisely. Precisely. Uh, It is exactly what you think it is. So if you like High School the Musical, you will love the series. Uh, It's like the perfect homage to those movies. And as well as like new content that kind of feels like it's in that universe, even though it's not. Uh, it's in the real universe. So, yeah, <laughs> do yourself a favor and give that a watch. It is very good. Uh, I can't wait for season two. And, uh, yeah, I'm ready for that one. Nice. Well, that actually goes very well with one of my choices then. Uh, because I want to suggest Encore. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. And I'm not just saying that because, you know, <laughs> Kristen Bell. But... <laughs> The concept is that they take groups of uh, adults that were in musicals together in high school and they bring them back and give them a week to relearn their parts, relearn their choreography and put on a show for their family and friends. And in some cases, uh, it I think there's a lot more to the show that obviously we didn't get a chance to see. I think there was a lot of stuff that they cut out, you know, for for the sake of the people that were on it, for time's sake, whatever. But it it was a really interesting concept. And in in many cases, you see the challenges. You see some people that grow up to, you know, fulfill their dreams and those that don't. And they talk about how their lives differed and how they felt in high school versus how they are now. And I think in many cases, for a lot of adults – I think we've had those thoughts before where you thought, wow, in high school, I wanted to do this, this, and this when I was an adult. And like one of those panned out maybe, you know? So uh, it's it's a really <laughs> interesting watch and it's a really interesting approach at trying to get people to not just relive those moments that made them mm-hmm. happy, but really analyzing why it made them happy and how it can or may not make them happy now doing it. Mm-hmm. So I, I totally recommend this show. It was nice. it was super fun to watch and I totally want to see more of these. Very cool. Nice. <laughs> oh man. So for now, this is my third recommendation because this would have been my third spot if we were to be watching it. Um, and I'm talking about prop culture. But for now, since it's not out, I'm going to have to go with the Imagineering story. Nice. And Mm -hmm. there's so much you could say that's good about this. There's so much praise that goes into this documentary, this series. You have to watch it. Um, Mm -hmm. If you haven't seen it, if you love what goes into the parks, if you're a park fanatic, this is it. You get to see 
deeper inside and, you know, explore what's been done, how they do things. It's so good. <laughs> yeah. I think even yeah, if you're just so a casual good. fan of the parks, it will yeah. it will increase your fandom because it's so interesting yeah. and so yeah. captivating. I've talked to a lot of people who aren't, you know, nuts like we are, but they really enjoyed the Imagineering story. It, it's it's very much a part of you know, Disney is very much a part of mass culture, uh, especially in mm-hmm. America and Imagineering created so much of that. And so it, it resonates in a unique way. So, yeah, anybody that's half interested in Disney would find that documentary interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I completely agree with that. Fun fact about me and the Imagineering story. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know that I had mentioned to you originally that I wasn't going to finish watching the series because it spoiled Rise of the Resistance Right. It, it talked right. about it. And there were some segments that kind of spoiled the attraction. Um, I stopped caring and I watched it mm-hmm. all the way through. Nice. <laughs> Me too. OK. However, since then, uh, I've also watched the series an, an additional four times. <laughs> um, and, and that's only because I've been trying to space it out with other stuff. And sometimes I swap over to Hulu and I watch a bunch of stuff on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I've. I've seen it five times now, all the way through. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and I feel like every time that I watch it, like I learn a little bit more or I pick up on something that like I didn't pick up on before for some reason. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm just afraid that every time that I do that, it's pushing out another piece of knowledge from my brain. So like I'm learning <laughs> one thing, but it's like pushing out another. I don't know. I'm, that's how your brain works, right? Oh, yeah, totally. Totally. <laughs> I knew it. I knew I was getting dumber. Uh, that's hilarious. <laughs> well, that was the the perfect choice there because it matches exactly with my third choice, which is the Imagineering story, uh, and that is actually for me a foreshadowing of something I'm going to recommend as far as content uh, later on. Nice. Uh, so I won't say anything more about the Imagineering story. I'll go to my next choice, which was. Um, Uh, an original series called shop class have you guys seen this series no No, not yet oh my gosh it's so much fun so i love competition shows um i also recently just finished because it just finished uh, a couple days ago uh the first season of lego masters over on hulu i don't know if you guys have seen that (gasps) so good you have to watch lego masters it's the greatest so yes or no were you happy with the results I was. I, I, I was I would have been happy either way with those final two. E- okay, either way. I I would have wanted the other duo. I got gotcha, you. I got gotcha. you. It makes sense. Yeah. Uh anyway, that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> we're talking about shop class. Shop class is great because it is um a competition. Um it's all kids who excel at making, like with wood and robotics and things like that. And they're they're paired with uh like a shop teacher. And they all compete on teams and they have different challenges every week to build things. And they have really fun projects like they have to build like a downhill racer in one. They have to um, build a skate park obstacle in one, like all kinds of cool challenges. And every uh, week there's two judges that are there for every episode. And then every week a guest Imagineer comes in as a guest judge. And so it's just got all this great energy to it. And you get to see these kids build these amazing things and just get inspired. 
and uh, Justin Long hosts it and he brings all of his energy and that like kid like enthusiasm that he's known for. And it's it's really, really fun. I think it's only eight episodes long, um, so it's easy to ingest. And it was a whole lot of fun. And I like it also spurred me on to more ideas for content that I would recommend for Disney Plus. But yeah, shop class is a must watch. I love it. Okay, I yeah. just added it to my list. Definitely. All right. <laughs> I just went and plussed it. Nice. There you go. <laughs> there you go. So you've got one more recommendation, right? Well, look, I brought up my spreadsheet. Oh, my God. I, Get- I just have <laughs> much more that we can keep going. So <laughs> we could do this all night, sir. Well, <laughs> do your last rec. I've got one more rec, and then we'll get into some content ideas. Uh, so for my last recommendation um, – it's kind of a bundle package because a lot of them are really short, so you can you can kind of consume them in little bite-sized pieces. But um, if if I have to narrow it down, I think if we if you think of like the twenty-two to thirty minutes that a show would be, you know, if you were just watching a TV show, um, the playlist Mickey Mouse through the years, mm-hmm. I think is a fantastic playlist. It's just a wonderful curation of all the Mickey Mouse shorts and the gamut runs from Steamboat Willie to everything up until now. Mm-hmm. And they've done a really great job of setting that up. But if I had to choose three particular cartoon shorts for you to watch that are my favorites uh, from that list outside of Steamboat Willie, because I think a lot of people are going to be like, well, Steamboat Willie. Um, yes, outside of Steamboat Willie, it's going to be Mickey Mouse Through the Mirror, mm. Mickey Ooh. Mouse, Magician Mickey, yeah. and Lonesome Ghosts. Uh, Those yes. are three, three of my absolute favorite Mickey cartoons yep. of all time. Yep. And they just they show Mickey in his, like, Aw shucks moments, but they also show him to be the brave little mouse that we've all learned to see him. Like he interacts with his friends and it's just it's all classic Mickey, yeah. right? I mean, it's hard to say that about it's hard to say that they're not all classic Mickey, but on my list, those are like the top three that when we finally had this available, those were the first three that I showed my kids right after Steamboat Wheel. Nice. That's awesome. Like, it was the first ones that I had to show them. That is so awesome. Those are the ones that I would recommend and that playlist in particular. Yep. I'll get, I watched Magician Mickey like two days ago. It's so good. It's so good. Man. <laughs> I love it. I love yeah, it. I go back to the Mickey shorts often. Like when I'm just mm-hmm. like, Anytime I'm on Disney Plus for more than like five minutes and like not sure what to watch, I just default to Mickey cartoons and watch three or four of those. And then, you know, if I don't have an idea by then, I just keep watching Mickey, man. He's entertaining forever. Why don't you hit the randomizer button, Gavin? Right? That should be a feature. See? (laughs) See? (laughs) That's hilarious. Uh, Okay. My last recommendation, because it's Earth Month and we're about to Earth Day, Disney Nature always releases a new Disney Nature film. Mm-hmm. And this year's film is so freaking good, you guys. It's called Elephant, and it follows a family of element elephants in the um, Kalahari Desert in southern Africa. It is awesome. Nice. It is so, so good. They do a great job of building characters, just like they do in all of their nature films. 
and you feel like you know this family of elephants by the end and it's so well done the cinematography is beautiful i've always had an attraction to the landscape of africa and man this film is so good do yourself a favor watch disney nature elephants That's you cool. read my mind because that was <laughs> that was an honorary one nice that i wasn't sure because i was doing a top three mm-hmm. but i wrote down disney nature since it's earth month oh heck yeah <laughs> and they have it they actually have an earth month like category right now so you can watch mm-hmm. all kinds of that stuff they've got some of the nat geo stuff on there um yeah go and it's interesting because the earth is doing really well right now because billions of people aren't driving <laughs> billions of miles every day yes. <laughs> it looks good so the world is like breathing again it's amazing and mm-hmm. it just feels nice to see lots of beautiful wide open spaces and nature on your screen when we're kind of feeling a little confined these days I don't know why the see this is why I shouldn't have chosen these at random. I should have actually just <laughs> Can I just spout out three more that are from my list? Do it. Okay. Go for so it. So I'm not going to explain very much because I think they're going to explain themselves as soon as I I say them, but um so from my list, watch Flight of the Navigator because oh, damn it if that's yes. not a good yes. movie. Like I watched that as a kid so damn much. I I love that film, not just because it was on all the damn time, but because it's a really good film. Uh, Watch The Rocketeer. If you've never watched it, do yourself a favor and watch The Rocketeer. Some people hate it, but (laughs) it's just such a fun movie. Like the the concept behind it, I think, is really good. Uh, Doesn't hold up. I will tell you that it does not hold up the way that some movies tend to hold up. It. It's very dated, and in some cases, it's one of those, like, guilty pleasure-style movies, but Mm -hmm. that's what it is for me. Um, Not like Flight of the Navigator. I think that one still holds up. But the other two that I really want to recommend, if you have not had a chance to watch them, it's two documentaries. Watch uh, Frank and Ollie. It's an absolutely beautiful documentary about two of Walt's nine old men and watch Waking Sleeping Beauty. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It is such a wonderful mm-hmm. documentary. I'm telling you, we could do this all night. There's just so many things <laughs> on my list. But uh, those I have to mention. I nice. couldn't end the episode without mentioning those. So. Very good. Uh, anyway. Very good. Uh, okay. So as far as recommendations are concerned, if you have any that we didn't mention or that you think are worth sharing with everybody, share them on the post on Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, uh, in the Facebook group, on the website. Just search for Podcateers. We'd love to hear your recommendations and start watching something that we haven't even thought about watching. You know, yeah. those Disney nature things. Don't dismiss Nat Geo stuff. Oh, yeah. You know, I'm on Nat oh, Geo man. all the time. Go back and watch some old stonehenge episodes and totally some alien stuff yes like, i, I, I of lived it. off of that stuff when i was egyptology younger. paleontology yes, so good all man. of it it's amazing i can't get enough <laughs> it's funny you guys mentioned elephants too because or elephant right it's elephant it's not plural yeah. it's single yeah. yeah because on my list i had crimson wing oh yeah yes I, that's the one that brought me into the disney nature series okay like, good one. that that was like my first foray and then that soundtrack ah so good nice all right. Okay. Cool. All right. Let's move on. In a moment, we're going to be sharing some ideas that we had as new projects for Disney+. Plus. Before we move on, though, I do want to remind you that this episode of Podcast Tears is brought to you by a fantastic group of people known as the FGP Squad. 
If you're new to the podcast and don't know what the FGP squad is, well, they're a group of listeners just like you that help us out with a monthly contribution via Patreon. If you want to find out more information on how you can be a part of the FGP squad family, head over to podcasters.com slash FGP for more information. And to all of the members of the FGP squad, we just want to send a huge thank you to all of you for your support. All right. So ideas for new shows on Disney plus Gavin, why don't you kick this one off for us? All right. I'm glad to. So we all loved and fell to pieces when we saw the Imagineering story. Mm -hmm. We've seen a lot of Disney historical documentaries, lots about Walt Disney himself, lots of broad scope about the whole company. I don't think we've ever seen a series like the Imagineering story just for animation. And I would love them to do a documentary series just like that, but focused solely and squarely on the art of animation throughout the history of Disney. I think that would be just as epic as the Imagineering story and, you know, covers the entire history of the company, you know, where Imagineering didn't start until like 25, 30 years in, you know, like animation Mm -hmm. is the whole history of the company. And I would love to see that you can have, you know, different chapters for each different era in, you know, the history of that animation. I think that would be just dynamite. I would love to see it. I would love to see, you know, like any archival footage or interviews of the old animators that we just never see, you know, and uh, like interviews with the nine old men, if they exist. I mean, there's some that are transcripted that have been in books, you know, but I don't think there's a lot of footage, but if they could uncover footage, I I don't know. I would love to see as much as I could of animators doing what they do and the story of it. And then, you know, seeing what they produce. I, I think that would be amazing. I nice. love it. I love it. And yeah, more storytelling just to learn a little bit. I mean, we all get that rush of, learning something new or learning a little bit more of you know these films or the styles the techniques mm-hmm. things like that so that is something i would love to watch so i mean at the very least you you still have a lot of animators alive who were mentored mm-hmm. by the nine old men so like at the very least we're we're only 1 degree removed from you know some of those original stories so i i, yeah. I think it could play out really well i think it would too and there are, I know that there's interviews with the nine old men somewhere in the Disney archive. Sure, there has to be. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There has to be. That's fantastic. I love that idea. So I did say I had two. I'm going to just do with my one, and I'm going to just build off of it. My idea for content, I thought about this, and I'm like, okay, you know, if you go to hotels or any of the Disney hotels, they'll have, like, footage or whatnot. What if we had that footage available on Disney Plus? And the first thing I thought about was Disneyland, the first 50 magical years. And what if we were to have that kind of footage? And then I thought about, well, I think it'd be great to have uh, Golden Dreams. Okay. Things of the past that we've had that's in the park. I mean, I kind of had a, a craving for that. To see more inside. I'm sorry, what happened, Gavin? Captain EO. Yes. <laughs> I mean, I I was just like, what if we had that available? I mean, that would kind of help us 
like in this situation right now, what we're dealing with, to have a little bit of, of home available readily, mm-hmm. like just press it and that's it. Yeah. I would do anything for that. And I would love to see something like that. Um, or even great moments with Mr. Lincoln and yes. having to watch that video. Totally. So that would nice. be it. I like it a lot. As a matter of fact, <laughs> I want to build on that. Okay. And I want to say <laughs> that we should have virtual representations of the performances around <gasps> the parks. Nice. Yes. Not just the yes. old attractions, but also old performances. So Electronica, Mad <gasps> Tea Party, the Pixar Mike Orchestra, Videopolis. Oh like yeah. all of these different things that have been in the past, like in the parks, these, the videos, the music, like all the representation of what that show encompassed. I mm-hmm. think there should be like these virtual dance parties on Disney Plus. Like we're seeing a lot of that now, but I think mm-hmm. especially where we are in the world at this moment, I think yeah. it would be a super cool addition to Disney Plus. I love it. And actually all of this plays very nicely into my next idea. <laughs> so nice. I would love to have a category called Magic Windows. And ah, in this category cool. is a channel for every single Disney park and what it is is just (laughs) live video feed of the park right now you can tune into any park and just see what's happening they have cameras that'll rotate around the park so like like it'll be like a view from the train station looking down Main Street you know and then after 15 minutes it'll switch to you know a live view of Space Mountain and you know just switch around the park you know and see various things um and basically uh maybe it will just be during operating hours so like you'll see you know opening to close um obviously like in the middle of the night there might not be much to see but uh i just think that would be really cool um right now especially but anytime i think it'd be cooler to see like people out there like enjoying it but yeah um you know like there are all kinds of channels you can tune into that's like the sunrise channel and it's just like a sunrise at a random place around my grandpa watches stuff like this you know like it's just a sunrise in montana today and you get to watch the sunrise in montana or like you know like the views from the space station things like that that you can tune into anytime you want same concept but Disney parks so like you can watch you know oh what's going on over at Tokyo Disney right now and you know just see people milling about their park and see what they're doing Love it. I think that'd be it's awesome kind of- I think the danger is that people would identify where the cameras are and start doing stupid mm-hmm. things like holding up signs and like mm-hmm. whatever I think there's a danger there but I still think it'd be really cool but that's why you have cameras to switch to, so that if somebody did try yep. to do that, you switch to another camera. That's true. Yep. That's true. I don't know if they want to necessarily have people manning this the whole time. I kind of... Oh, I'll do it. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> I volunteer. <laughs> nice. What if there I'll, was I'll like, play producer for this. There you go. What if they were to you know, be able to identify, okay, this is not a person's face. We don't show that. Or they'll just pan out to something else. I mm-hmm. mean, I'm sure there's technology, but I love this idea, especially going to different lands and then different parks. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, just it, just imagine if they had like a camera like um, just on top of uh, the Mark Twain that it would switch to every once in a while. And 
All of a sudden you. you're strolling by New Orleans Square on the boat, you know, like that yeah. is so amazing. That's so cool. Oh. It's kind of like Anaheim's Matter Cam. Yes, exactly. Yes. Exactly. But inside of the park. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. that's the difference that it's not from afar and you see the Matterhorn and fireworks, but you see the the things happening in the park. Yep. Dude, that's a great idea. I love this yeah. one too. Thanks, man. It's so good. That's actually <laughs> so the good. the very first idea I came like when we first had a spark of an idea months and months ago about well maybe we should talk about Disney Plus at some point in the year. I was like, "Oh, that's my first idea." So, I've had that one cooking for a while. <laughs> See, when you said Magic Windows, that's totally not what I thought you were going with. <laughs> when you said Magic Windows, I thought you meant the windows on Main Street mm-hmm. where you could just play it and it just panned out the way that they have those fireplace videos that you can just oh, yeah. watch. Yeah. Or you could just like, you know, the Yule log mm-hmm. or the mm-hmm. drool log that I had with that big piece of meat cooking. Like, imagine <laughs> if you just had one of the main street windows playing on your TV or you can select one of the main street windows. That would be pretty rad. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Or it could be a view like out of one of those windows onto main street. (gasps) Just watching all the people. Yeah. Yeah. I would do that. (laughs) That's funny. So cool. Um, Okay. So uh, another thing that I think would be a really great addition to Disney plus is along the lines of the Imagineering story. Uh, I think there's some pretty good documentary or biographies about Walt Disney. One of them being Bob Thomas's book. The other one is the uh, Neil Gabler book. What if the Walt Disney family museum got together with, I don't know, Leslie Iwerks who did a really great job with the Imagineering story Mm -hmm. and they got together to tell Walt Disney's story the way that it was always meant to be told. And we got a series of this is Walt. Yes, please. Epic. (laughs) Yes. But, but here's the thing. Here's what I would really like to see. One thing that gets glossed over a lot is that, Walt Disney was not perfect. And there's a lot of that that's glossed over in history. And there's a lot of things that people tend to try to erase. And I think it's important to know those things that went wrong. Because if you can kind of learn from those mistakes, you tend to not make those mistakes. You're not building Disneyland, right? None of us are building Disneyland. We're not going through the same things. But if you learn from the mistakes, you tend not to make your own mistakes that could be similar, right? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it also allows you to see that I think as artists and I think as, you know, in, in this weird culture that we live in right now, that everybody wants to hold themselves up to this Walt Disney standard and everybody thinks it's just a piece of magic that just happened from one day to the next. And as Disney non-historians that we are, we know that that wasn't the case. We know that he failed. We know that he tried. We know that he well, you know, almost went bankrupt. He lost this. He almost lost that. And so we know a little bit more of that story. But if it was told in a way where you don't gloss over those things that seem to cause a little bit of the controversy. You begin to see the man behind this empire, right? And I think that's really important for people to see. So I would like Walt's story to be told from like the Walt Disney Family Museum standpoint, but with that like Leslie Iwerks flair that she made the Imagineering story with. That would be cool. 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So they should do like it should just be three three volumes: the Imagineering story, the animation story, the Walt Disney story. Yes. There you yeah. go. There you go. That would be perfect. I would. I yeah. Hundred percent. Green lit. Go. Boom. Let's do it. <laughs> Let me call Leslie. Let's get this done. <laughs> That's awesome. Do you have any this along with producing the park feeds? I'm yeah, I'm gonna be busy the next Sweet. year, everybody. Yeah, that's good. That's good. That's good network. <laughs> Did you have another one, Mel, or, or were you done? No, that's it. Okay. Uh, so uh, on the note of imaginary story, uh, my last idea is a competition show, and it's Ooh. gonna be an imagineering competition show. I want yes. this to be the most epic, serious competition ever where Imagineers challenge aspiring Imagineers to create things, to create uh, attractions, to create experiences, to create, you know, simple things from, you know, signages all the way to like full blown e-tickets along the way. And... You know, you could have this be like a chance for an actual Imagineering internship or maybe you even get like hired on, like the winner gets hired on at Imagineering. Like I would love to see this because I would live vicariously through anybody who gets on the show. Um, And, you know, maybe it could be like teams that sign up, in which case podcateers could sign up and we'd be front runners, of course. Um, And (laughs) we have this archive of ideas that we can just go back on. So, yeah, we're we're good. Right. Yeah. Uh, Although so does everybody else because it's all public. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, I, I think it would be so cool to see that and to see what Imagineers could both challenge people with and then hear what how they judge it, hear the, how they critique it, because it's always interesting to hear from the Imagineers the thought processes and the, the quality control ideas that they have to go through that the average person mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily think about, you know, like the ideas of throughput and ride capacity, but also safety and aesthetics and you know, authenticity and storytelling and all these elements have to come together, you know, and all these things we love. And it would just be cool to see a competition based around that. I think it would be so much fun. You know, just us like rattling around our ideas together during our um, armchair Imagineering, you know, it gets me so pumped up. And to see people like putting ideas into play, like, you know, even mm-hmm. if they're just doing like model scale, like I, it would be so cool. Like if we had the ability to, after our Imagineering sessions, just like build a model of one of our ideas, uh, mind blown, right? Yeah. right? And so I think it'd be cool <laughs> to see on the screen people doing that. God, now I'm going to be hosting this show. <laughs> I got those other two things. I'm going to be hosting this show. I'm just going to be so busy in the next couple of years. I'm green lighting this one for you. Sweet. I can already imagine myself standing in front of everybody and just saying, okay, competitors, your challenge this next week is to create an e-ticket attraction not based on any intellectual property. Yes. This has to be a completely original idea. <laughs> and you have to not only storyboard, come up with a story, but also with a working model. You have one week. Go. Yes. I love it. See, I'm already the front uh, runner to host this thing. So good. <laughs> so good. Dude, I love this idea. If it's we agree with anything, that's it right there. We're doing this. Oh, man. I would watch uh, the heck out of it. 
over mm-hmm. and over. So it good. would be the best. Well, the other two things I'd like to mention are not original ideas at all. <laughs> These are just <laughs> things that uh, I think would just be great additions to Disney Plus that aren't there. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I think they offer a lot of value. And talking about you know creating new Imagineers and spawning that uh, that creativity, kind of the way that he, the Imagineering story did, but. Uh, the two things that I really, really wish were on Disney Plus are the Wonderful World of Disney episodes. And I think that the way that they should release them is not in bulk, but release them one week at a time. So we have to wait an, an entire week to watch it mm-hmm. just like when it originally aired. Yeah. Yep. I think there's a lot of value in watching Walt pitch his own ideas with just his enthusiasm and that like childlike charm and energy that he tended to present everything with that I think if you are in the process of you know, working on being an Imagineer, if you're an aspiring Imagineer in any way, uh, I think those shows can offer you a lot of value. And I just think they're super fun to watch. So that's one thing I wish was on Disney+. And the other thing is... Even if some of them are super bad, I want to see all of the original airings of all the Disney specials from when the parks opened, from when attractions opened. Like, I just want to see <laughs> all those videos and just call it specials through the decades mm-hmm. or something and just have its own section where you can go back and watch the one hour special from when they opened Splash Mountain, for instance, from when they opened California Adventure. Like, yeah. I just think it would be super fun to watch those in their entirety. I totally agree. I would watch all of them. Uh-huh. And I mean, I've seen a lot of them already because there's other means to watch them, but right. a lot of them are super pixelated and they don't look all that great. So I'm saying they should do the original releases wherever possible so that we can see a better version of it. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. So, all right. Anything else to add to this before we wrap up for today? I mean, we've got a lot of production ahead of us, so it's a lot right. of shows to we make. Do. <laughs> um, we do. We've got our work cut out for us. You know, if we're going to do it, a Disney nature one as well, <laughs> uh, I'm just going to pitch it right now. Uh, I would <laughs> like Kristen Bell to come on board and do this with me. We're going to do one about sloths. Okay. I like yes. it. So, you know, <laughs> Kristen, if you're listening, let's just put this together. We'll film it. We'll go out. We'll play with the sloths, and then we'll put it up on the Disney nature uh, playlist <laughs> on Disney+. Plus. It, it may be finally time to do a Disney nature film on the Disneyland cats. I mean, yes, they've got their maybe. own Instagram accounts. They're like ducks. celebrities. They, there the are ducks. 600 of them at this point. So, yeah, we should. <laughs> That's hilarious. All right. Well, if you have any ideas that you would like to share with us about things that you would like to see on Disney Plus, again, join the conversation over on Instagram, Facebook, or on Twitter. Just search for Podcateers. You can also leave a comment on the blog post for this episode over at podcateers.com slash 305 and that's going to wrap it up for this week. Uh, it's uh, a lot of great ideas. We're, like you said, we're going to be busy. And uh, <laughs> I hope Kristen Bell likes the sloth idea for Disney Nature because I'm totally on board with it. How this, could she so. not, really? Right? I'm I'd saying. watch it. <laughs> All right. That's going to wrap it up for this week. So until next time, keep dreaming, keep moving forward, and always remember to pass on the magic. Have a fantastic week, everyone. Bye. Major look.